Hi, my name is Peter Mo, and I'm from Tourism Ireland's Nordic office in Copenhagen. Today we will be talking about Irish whiskey, and we have the perfect person with us here today to enlighten us on this. John Callally from Whiskey Island. Now, John, you're very welcome to our show today. Would you mind telling our listeners what makes you an expert in Irish whiskey? Hi, Peter, and thanks for having me as your guest here today. Delighted to be able to share the wonderful story of Irish whiskey. Delighted um, to hear it. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I've been uh, working in in whiskey tourism for a long, long time. I actually, my my father, who also works in whiskey tourism, he worked for Jemison's for about thirty years. He gave me my my first job, my very first job ever, actually, when I was sixteen. And I, I, that's when you're allowed to work here in Ireland. And I was working in the Jemison Distillery here in Dublin in the tour side of things. So I was uh, doing tours of Jemison's um, for guests from all over the world. And uh, when I finished up in university, I stayed in tourism. So I learned from the best mm-hmm. people in the industry about uh, tour management. I worked for a lot of tour operators, day tour operators. And I, I suppose I'd never lost that love and interest in Irish whiskey. Um, and then when I saw what was happening in Irish whiskey, which I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about this morning, uh, but in terms of the great boom in Irish whiskey, this mm-hmm. is back in, I'd say 2013, 2014. Uh, I saw a great opportunity here for um, a, a, I suppose, a specialized company offering whiskey tours and whiskey tastings, sort of like what they've done so well in Scotland for a long, long time. Um, so 2017, Whiskey Island was born, and that's exactly what we do. Whiskey tours to the four corners of Ireland in a day or longer. Okay. And, uh, and then we do whiskey tastings at events all over the country, too. Nice. And is it where you start in Dublin or is it where you go to the place first and then you meet up or how does it work? Yeah, so a, a lot of it's um, on a private bespoke basis. So um, we'll get maybe anywhere from one up to 15 people. A lot of the time they'll be staying in Dublin and uh, we'll either do a tour with them in Dublin. So we'll mm-hmm. pick them up in the morning um, and then we'll take them out and we'll visit a few distilleries without repetition. So we we do, we, we look at maybe the story or how Irish whiskey is made at the first distillery, but we don't need to hear that at the second and third distilleries, you know. Um, so it's more of a, we zoom in on what makes that distillery special. But then we'll go to the outskirts of, Dublin as well, like uh, Tullamore Jew is mm. an hour outside uh, of 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 Ireland, just o- or uh, an hour outside Dublin. Sorry, just over an hour outside Dublin. So we'll do Kilbegan and Tullamore in in a day, and then we we'll go to Sean's Bar in Athlone, and that's the oldest pub in Ireland. So that we find that's a big hit with our with our Nordic guests as well to, to get to Tullamore Jew, which is an amazing distillery. But then we'll get people who'll come in and they'll do eight days of distilleries. They'll just do distilleries. And even while they're here and they're doing distilleries every day, they'll ring me and they'll say, listen, I think we have a window later on. Would you book another distillery for us? <laughs> so they're they're just here for one thing and one thing only. And there's definitely loads of whiskey to try in Ireland now. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but how did how did Irish whiskey actually come about? Well, we invented it, of course. 
uh, I say that at whiskey tastings here and then somebody from Scotland pipes up and says, what? What did you just say there? You know, the Irish and the Scots mm. have been debating this for years. Um, and really, the truth is we don't know who invented it because we're going so far back in time. And we have, there's there was a book written here in County Kilkenny uh, back in the year 1324. Kilkenny is about 90 minutes south of where I am here in Dublin. And uh, in that book, and I saw it, I was down in Langton's pub in Kilkenny a couple of weeks ago, and the owner was there, Eddie Langton, and he showed me a copy of this book. And the very first words were Aquavitae, which is the original spirits, distilled spirits. So and that seems to be the very first written account of whiskey distillation. But the Scots claim their book is around the same time. So that that debate will continue and continue. Um, but we, we, we know that like it, it was, we were around the 14th century, the Irish and the Scots were making a lot of this Ishkabaha. That's mm-hmm. what we, uh, the original uh, term for whiskey is Ishkabaha, the water of life. And, which um, is the same as Aquavit, which also means water of life. So it makes sense that exactly. it's something like that. Yeah. And and actually, that's where we get the word whiskey from as well. It's um, If you look at if you look at Ishka uh, yeah. phonetically, um, it's anglicized uh, because our when the Anglo-Normans arrived, they couldn't really pronounce uh, our Ishkabaha in whiskey in our mother tongue. So they, if, if, if you read it, Ishka phonetically, it comes out as whiskey. So when um, the 14th century, uh, we were making a lot of uh, whiskey from barley and so were the Scots. And in the 18th and 19th centuries, we also know that Irish whiskey at that point was the world's leader, uh, totally dominated the world whiskey scene. We were, um, account, Irish whiskey was accounting for about 60% of spirit sales all over the world. Uh, and we were just keeping a little bit for ourselves. We were, we were shipping it all over the world. And we had about 200 licensed distilleries. Wow, um, that's amazing. Whis- that's a lot of whiskey distilleries. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were selling 12 million cases around the world every year and uh, and thousands of unlicensed distilleries as well. But that's a story for another day. But um, I'm in Dublin, um, North County, Dublin. So I'm out near Dublin Airport, but about 40 minutes from my house, we had the the whiskey capital of the world. And that's where you had the likes of Jemison and uh, Powers and, and actually... At one point, the world's largest pot still distillery, which was Roe, or uh, OE. So uh, we were um, we had everything going for us right up until the late eighteen hundreds, and then unfortunately, it all sort of fell apart in the nineteen hundreds because of just there was so much happening in the world. Like there was the world was at war twice. Mm-hmm. We had war here in Ireland around that same period prohibition in the u.s so that was our biggest market and then it's gone overnight uh we left the british empire it was hard to trade with the british empire when we left and then all at while all this was happening the scots were really gaining momentum they had started blending whiskey and that gave them a huge overwhelming event advantage over irish distillers and um scotch whiskey sales just took off and by the 1960s, we were down to five brands of whiskey. Um, so we had 
200 distilleries at the end of the 1800s and now we're down to five by the 1960s. Uh, so That's a massive the, decline. Yes, and, and the five that were um, still making whiskey were just about hanging in there. So um, they joined forces and among them you'd have Jemison and Tullamore Jew and Bushmills the other two being Paddy and, and Powers Go Label. So they were two very domestic brands, really. But they, they mm-hmm. merged and created one company uh, in 1966 that saved Irish whiskey from wipeout. And it's really when the uh, rebirth began. Okay. Um, but you said that there were, well, loads of questions here, but uh, you said yeah. that was a resurgence around, when was it, 10, you said? 2010 well yeah but really it goes back to 66 because they they all moved to one distillery and now mm. they moved down to cork in in 1975 and they closed their individual distilleries so that's why if you come to jemison's in dublin now to visit you're you're visiting the old distillery they, they don't make whiskey there anymore it's all made down in cork mm. um in the very south of ireland but um they Pernod Ricard, which are a big French drinks company, they came to Ireland in 1988 and they bought Irish distillers. And as soon as Irish distillers became part of Pernod Ricard, uh, that met, that put them on the world stage again because they could use that network that Pernod mm-hmm. have all over the world for Jemison to all of a sudden pop up in bars in uh, Copenhagen and New York yeah. and Sydney, all over the world. And that's what happened. And and Jemison just took off. It became the poster boy for Irish whiskey, really, uh, followed by Tullamore Jew and Bushmills. But there's a big gap between Jemison and Tullamore and Bushmills. And um, for, because of that, Jemison, it got to a point where, yeah, like 2010, around that mark, it, they're just Jemison had become so big, they couldn't keep up with all the demand on their own. So luckily distilleries started popping up here all over the country and uh, in the last couple of years now we're we're up to at this point we're up to 45 distilleries that are operational so 10 years ago we had eight this year we have 45 and there's 25 more that are work in progress yes because it takes uh, three years to actually make a whiskey yeah, and they uh, well, they they open first, um, and then they they make their first batch of whiskey, and then they lay down those casks, and they're going to be waiting at least three years. So mm. any of the real small batch distillers, they'll they'll probably go four years uh, before they release anything, and then they'll want they want batches of of older stuff in there as well. So, um, it's that's the that's the big challenge when a new distillery opens is how do you keep revenue coming in while you're waiting on your your whiskey to mature yeah and that's tr- been traditionally at least the couple of last couple of years it's been gin which has also made a, a whole other story of gin resurgences in ireland which is fantastic as well yeah some lovely gins out there that's mostly these whiskey distilleries yeah exactly doing so, yeah the short term because it doesn't need to yeah. mature for three years <laughs> oh you have gin today you make it today it's ready tomorrow and um it, it's a good test run as well so you get your network up and running with your gin your dis- distribution network your key contacts in each market and then when you have your whiskey ready you're you're 
you're ready to hit the hit the ground running you know exactly it's actually fantastic so if if you if you're considering traveling to Ireland and maybe whiskey isn't your thing but the person you're traveling with is a big whiskey fan I'm sure you can probably uh both be quite happy in Ireland well, and that happens all the time because I'm in uh, Dublin a lot, and I get a lot of couples. Even the the tour, the last tour I had, I wasn't out on tour yesterday. It was Monday, bank holiday here in Dublin, and I had a couple. Uh, the The guy really loves whiskey, and the wife can take it or leave it. And mm. so this was a sort of a compromise. Rather than coming to Ireland and doing loads of distilleries, they did one uh, afternoon of whiskey. Um, so the, the, the big whiskey fan and the, the supporting other half, you know, <laughs> that's fantastic though. It's a, it's a good way to, you know, get to enjoy stuff together, yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> but I'm actually curious. So you have whiskey in, in, in Scotland, W H I S K Y, but in Ireland it's spelled with an extra E. Yes. Why is that? Um, it it started here in Dublin, actually. Uh, so these big distillers in Dublin, um, it was the world capital for whiskey making, and it had a great reputation. And the the Dublin distillers maybe getting a little bit too big for their boots, where they were selling top quality whiskey all over the world, and they were um, of the opinion that Dublin whiskey was far more superior mm -hmm. than countryside whiskey so whiskey being made outside of dublin down in cork for instance okay. so they wanted to be sure that when their whiskey traveled the globe that the consumer ordering a drink in copenhagen in a bar in new york would recognize straight away that the whiskey they're ordering is from dublin so if they saw on the shelf that it was w-h-i-s-k-e-y they said that's dublin whiskey that's what i want and rural distillers here in Dublin, or in Ireland, I should say, and also uh, Scotch whiskey distilleries uh, continue to spell it without the E. So when all those distilleries in Dublin and well around the rest of the country, when they all started to close and the remaining five brands moved all production down to one distillery in Cork, they all adopted uh, W-H-I-S-K-E-Y. And that's the way Irish whiskey is spelt today. Although in the rule book, uh, you can make whiskey, you can spell it with the E or without the E here in Ireland. The rule for making whiskey in Ireland is it's distilled from grain two or three times, at least 40% ABV and distilled and matured on the island of Ireland. And you can spell it W-H-I-S-K-E-Y or W-H-I-S-K-Y. And there are a couple of distillers around Ireland who've reverted to the old spelling. And really? there's a couple of distilleries down in Waterford, for instance, uh, Waterford Whiskey uh, in the middle of Waterford City. They have beautiful, big blue cast iron gates as you approach to the distillery and you've got in the ironwork, you've got Waterford Whiskey. Um, and they were saying that when people, when they just, unveiled at the gates people locals were coming up and saying you know you spelled whiskey wrong and they were saying i think we would have double checked the spelling before we had embedded it into the into the gates so uh yeah and it can actually now in ireland be spelled both ways and okay. there are whiskey companies spelling it both ways 
fair enough. But then traditionally it would be a good way to spot if it's an Irish whiskey would be that it had the EY. But again, it's not a catch-all rule, I guess, then. Well, the Americans spell it with EY as well. Um, the Canadians, the Scots, and the Japanese spell it without the E, and then the Irish and the Americans spell it with the E, okay. generally speaking. Uh, whiskey is so fun. <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> you think it's simple, no. No, Never the terminology, simple. it's very hard. Like, at tastings, to... to all the different terms and uh, the, the, the different styles of mm. whiskey, they're not very self-explanatory and um, makes it sometimes a bit difficult to uh, explain them all clearly and concisely. But you know what? It's still so fun to learn. And it's still so fun yeah. to learn more about whiskey in particular, <laughs> to be honest. I love it. It's, it's fantastic. But then just considering it's, well, you could say recent turbulent history of well up down and then now up a resurgence here what does whiskey actually mean for for ireland or for the irish people well apart from anything else uh, we like whiskey here in ireland and uh we're ireland is one of the biggest markets for irish whiskey so we're we're okay. enjoying uh as you say here learning about whiskey and i a lot of my uh group events will be for irish audiences and there's just that curiosity now about one of these booming industries and people are enjoying a long time people the profile of a whiskey drinker here in ireland was um a, an older gentleman who would drink a pint of guinness and he'd have a powers or a jemison chaser uh, but now people are really they're spending a little bit money bit uh, more money on mm -hmm. brands that cost a little bit more money and it's just a voyage of discovery all of these really delicious delicious new whiskies that are arriving on our shelves and irish people are really having a good time exploring all these new brands and and finding out about these new craft producers um it's it's a big uh, employer now in ireland uh, with 45 new distilleries that's that's a lot of new jobs so whiskey is is a, um a huge source of employment now you've got all of these distilleries that need to be uh, filled with teams of distillers and you have a lot of students now that are going off to uh, study distilling and brewing in college and university and then on the visitors uh, visitor center side of things as well nearly all of these distilleries have tours and tastings so um on the on the visitor attraction side it's a it's a big big employer as well and then we we well it's it's obviously not a great thing but we pay a lot of tax uh, the distilleries pay a lot of tax on the liquid they produce in terms of of vat of 23 percent and then there's duties on top of that mm. so it's uh it, it's a it's a valuable source of revenue to to uh to the government um and it is well for for people like me in the Irish whiskey community it's 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 a it's a really great thing to be part of so we've we know what the story is of Irish whiskey uh how it was uh, once the world um the world's most consumed spirit and we can nearly when I drive through the Liberties neighborhood of Dublin you can nearly bring that to life you can imagine what the Liberties was like back in the 17 1800s with this Victorian skyline and and all of these whiskey producers making world famous irish whiskey 
Um, and now we're back to the beginning again. We're sort of in the infancy of this of this boom of Irish whiskey. And it's a really, really great thing to be part of when you see, especially overseas visitors come here to Ireland, they take a tour with us or they come to one of our tastings and just so pleasantly surprised um, by all the flavours that they're getting from our Irish whiskey. So it's a great thing to be part of. It sounds an amazing thing to be part of. And I mean, I've, I've been to a few distilleries as well in, in Ireland and it's, it's just fantastic. The smell when you get in there, it, it, it would, <clears throat> if you've never been to a, to a distillery before, it, you would think there would be like strong smell of alcohol. No, it's it's a strong, sweet smell of this complex, like you can almost taste it in the air in terms of how the whiskey is going to taste it. You have this sweetness, you have this this lovely aroma all around yeah, you. It's... And it's just, well, I'm sorry, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. In the warehouses, probably is that where you're uh, you are where all the whiskey is. Yeah, uh, well, well, it maturing. depends on the places, of course, but yeah, it, yeah, yeah, the warehouses, of course. Um, also, just in the fermentation pots where they are. Oh yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, that's fantastic. I like, I love that smell as well. To be honest. Uh, well, your sense of smell is a powerful thing, and <laughs> it's all part of the experience. It's not just about tasting the whiskey. It's it's all about. Um, it's all about smelling as well, and like you're for in detecting flavor, your mm. your our sense of smell is often underrated, um. But but it's it's a powerful thing. Yeah. Now I thought I'd bring in something a bit more for the people who aren't necessarily that much into whiskey yet. But um, what is a what's I'd say whiskey irish whiskey is op- like it's not you don't have to drink it just pure you can also use it in cocktails uh i don't yeah. know how how fond you are of whiskey cocktails i like them a lot um yeah do you have any good tips for like what's a popular irish whiskey cocktail or what's maybe a good whiskey cocktail to start with uh if you want to get into irish whiskey or whiskey yeah absolutely there's uh, whiskey cocktails are they can't be ignored here in terms of determining how popular Irish whiskey has become around the globe. Mm. Uh, mixologists all over the world are using Irish whiskey as a base spirit because it sits so well in a cocktail. And if you have the right ingredients and the right glassware, you can make yourself a cocktail at home that would be the equivalent of what you'd get in a five-star hotel, you know. Um, but it's all about good ingredients and good glassware. So for instance, I, I make cocktails quite a lot at, at events and I like to put an Irish spin on, on, on the most famous cocktails. So the Dead Rabbit pub in New York, it's sort of a world famous pub, have an, an Irish old fashioned. So when you're okay. the whiskies, in terms of the whiskies, you're going to use like you'd, you'd want to maybe for the most part be using Jamison, a young blend, young blended Irish whiskey like Jamison original IPA, the stout edition, which I know you can get mm. uh, all over Denmark um, and the Nordics um, and or Tullamore or Bushmills. Um, but we just be substituting one or two things uh, in that classic recipe. So you'd be taking out the sugar syrup and replacing with a lovely herbal uh, liqueur called Benedictine Dom. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, 
So <clears throat> you're going to mix all that together in a, in a, in a mixing glass. Um, you're, uh, let's say, throw in there, be nice and generous, 50, 60 mils of Jemison or, or Tullamore or whatever young Irish whiskey uh, you can get. And then pour in about 25 mils of Benedictine Dom, two dashes of Angostura bitters and two mm-hmm. dashes of orange bitters. Stir it all around and then pour it into a rocks glass uh, with a little bit of orange peel as well. Now I can send you these and maybe um, I can, I can, they can be, I know it's going to be a hard one to remember, but, but, but that is, uh, that's just such a premium, delicious cocktail um, that you can just make at home, but you just have to go out and get those ingredients. Yeah. You can't really, you know, and, and have good proper glassware as well. And, uh, and well, packed ice not you know ice that you keep in your freezer at home with those little containers and they start melting when they get into the glass right away you want good thick um blocks okay. of ice that that aren't going to melt straight away or um a whiskey sour i made beautiful uh, whiskey sours there at christmas time at an event for teeling whiskey um but again you're taking out the you're taking out a couple of the classic ingredients and so teeling small batch, yeah. you're going to find that in the market. You want some lemon juice, some honey syrup, mm-hmm. uh, apricot brandy is the secret ingredient there. And then you want your egg whites and then all shaken up and then poured into a small coupe style glass. Um, then the Irish coffee, our most famous whiskey cocktail. Yeah. People always fall down with the cream. You want to buy fresh pouring cream you know in its in its yeah. purest most runniest form and you're going to lightly whip that yourself but important to get the glassware right there as well you want a glass that's just under maybe 200 milliliters in size that can take 200 milliliters uh good proper coffee good proper tasty coffee uh don't be using your best whiskey just you know um entry level young yeah. blends and heat the glass before you pour in any coffee. The drink will stay warmer for longer. Oh, right. Okay. Um, and then you, you the, the whole trick is shaking up the cream to a point that it's not going to be too overly whipped so it won't come out of the, um, the shaker or you haven't shook it for long enough and it comes straight out of the shaker into the glass and the cream sinks all the way to the bottom. Okay. Uh, one, two, and three. They're the, the the good Irish whiskey cocktails that I would experiment with. Fair enough. And and just to add here, what would your favorite be? It doesn't have to be one of them, though. Do you know what? I, like, there, there's a bit of work in that. Okay, my favorite Irish whiskey cocktail is something that you can make really easily at home. And we had a big party here at the house recently, and we had lots of family in and a couple of friends. And I put um. In the corner, I made up a batch mm-hmm. of a really easy to make cocktail. So I had, I can't remember what whiskey I had, but it was a young, maybe it was Jemison, but I had a, a large bell jar, mm-hmm. put in the whole bottle of Jemison, so all 700 yeah, pills, yeah. a full uh, carton, one litre of cranberry juice, yeah. and a full carton, one litre of apple juice. Just okay. stir it all around and... Uh, pour into slim gins with a couple of cubes of ice and a slice of lime and it sounds uh, refreshing yeah it's really now this was it was in the middle of winter but it still went down okay 
uh, but it is really easy to drink and it camouflages the whiskey. So for people who don't really like maybe the harshness mm-hmm. of whiskey, the whiskey just spits in there perfectly. I had to put on a second batch. And now nobody, I was getting text messages the next day. Nobody was happy with me the next day. But on the night of the party, they were like, wow. They were thrilled. <laughs> get yeah. some more of that made pronto. Yeah, that, That's fantastic. Um a few last things here. Uh, any Irish words or sayings you might want to share? Um, We've already had uh, whiskey bar. Whis- sorry, whiskey. Oh God, I can't say it. <laughs> well, what about a, a little toast then? I've got what well, I've got a oh a nice. Uh, well, I'm not going to drink it now, uh, but I I have to have something in my hand when I when I do an Irish toast and. Yeah. Um, this one is health and long life to you and land without rent to you, a husband or wife of your choice to you and a child every year to you. And may you be in heaven half an hour before the devil knows you're dead. Slancha. Slancha. That's that's quite the saying. That's really nice. We love our toasts here in Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. And I think finally where or how can our listeners get in contact with you to find out more what about what you have on offer how to take your tours yeah absolutely well i'm always available um every day of the week at whatever time um and uh we have so you can call us directly um <clears throat> the, the easiest place if you go onto our website you'll see our both our numbers i won't call them out now uh, but uh, nobody will remember them but um we have our email address and our phone numbers on our website which is whiskeyisland.ie and whiskey spelt with the e of course okay um, <laughs> important point here to make actually yeah no, yeah that's perfect. but uh that's that's yeah we're always um happy like if you get into on our website we've got a list of all the tours that we do just that's food for thought oh. it just shows you where we go and what the style of the tours are but a lot of the time people will get in touch directly they'll tell us what they want to do and where they want to see and then we'll put we'll build it from scratch so um it's it's we're not we're not so much about being off the shelf here it's all about they're more uh, they're more meant as appetizers to show what you can do rather exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. that's, that's absolutely fantastic so you get it built around your preferences and your likes that's that's amazing i like that 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 you know so if you're if you're new you can do something for people who haven't tried it much if you're in a certain area you can do one themed around that i mean yeah that makes sense it it yeah, more people... fits into your irish holiday than just taking a box standard one exactly yeah and people like we often go to guinness storehouse in dublin as well people want to mm. maybe half of it to look at the world of guinness beer our most famous beer and um and then we'll do a little bit of whiskey after that so we're totally flexible that's absolutely fantastic well thank you john it's been an absolute pleasure to have you here today uh and uh yeah i can't wait to drink some more i'm actually gonna try that uh, apple juice cranberry and uh and whiskey and with the slice of or the, with the peel that slice fantastic. Of lime, yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah no you you uh you won't regret it but uh i'm sure you'll probably wait till after work will you <laughs> yes <laughs> definitely i'll have one yeah. this evening all right yeah. <laughs> john again pleasure 
Uh, I look forward to speaking with you soon. Yeah, thanks, Peter. Thank you, and good to talk to you.